Hello, beautiful, and welcome to Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co, and I created this podcast to help get you to start thinking outside of the box and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, Finding Fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding Fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility. But what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family. Just by being here with me, listening to this podcast, you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true. Let's do this together. Happy Friday, all. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox, and I'm super excited to have Julie Michelson on. Did I say it correctly? You did. Well done. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm super excited to have you here. It is genuinely my pleasure. Yeah. So just tell our listeners a little bit about you and your background. My background, much like your own, um, I am currently a a functional medicine autoimmune coach, um, and it was my personal journey that that led me there. Um, I declined with rheumatoid arthritis for over 10 years, just following the Western medicine route. I was told I couldn't heal when I was diagnosed and believed them. Um, and so of course I didn't, <laughs> um, and I, at the end of 11 years, I was on 10 prescriptions. They were trying to convince me to put a handicap placard on my car. I was a single mom through that journey the whole time, uh, with young kids. I had to quit work. I had to quit grad school. Um, and so life got smaller, 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 smaller. And my turning point, as far as taking a different route, or at least researching and looking for a different path, um, was because my youngest basically asked me, please don't die and leave us. Um, And I, of course, couldn't say I wouldn't. Um, I was in my 40s at the time. I didn't think I would live to see 50. I'm 53 um, and a half, like the kids do, right? Yay! Um, I'm thrilled to say life has gotten bigger, bigger, and bigger. What I did promise her in that moment was that I would try everything. And that's when it clicked that I hadn't tried everything. I thought I had, like, I really genuinely thought I had tried everything because I tried every medication the doctors told me to try, right? And so in my mind, I tried everything. Um, and I see that all the time. I'm guessing you do too. People show up and they say, I've tried everything. And it's like, no, you've tried what you knew to try thus mm-hmm. far. Um, and very grateful to say, you know, not only was I able to reverse all of my symptoms and just subsequently get off all of those medications, most of which I was taking for side effects from the other medications anyway, um, as I mentioned, you know, life has gotten bigger, bigger, and bigger. And I am, if you can't tell, uh, passionate about helping others do the same. Um, I used to think, you know, there was an occasional miracle for someone or 
you know, that Excel, well, maybe they weren't as sick as I was, or, and I can tell everybody listening, the body can heal. It's, it's designed to heal. Um, and, and so that's a little about me. So now I spend my time helping others heal. Yeah. It's an amazing story. And I mean, you know, I know for me, it was desperation to start trying diet, lifestyle, meditation, yoga, all those things, because the Western medicine wasn't working, right? I I did yeah. literally try everything that they gave me and um, it wasn't working. And it's only actually started to work when I started in, to improve my health. I was that sick that, you know, some people can go into IVF and it works the first time or maybe the second time where they wouldn't have done that for me. I really had to improve my health level. But um, for you, it's almost on the flip side. You had your living children and they were so desperate and it was just like, okay, what do I have to lose? Right. Yeah, to know that my children were laying in bed at night thinking I was going to leave them. Yeah. Um, when I was laying in bed at night thinking I was going to leave them, you know, was, but that's, that was the kick in the pants that, that it took to get me to just, and I will say, I know we're going to chat about this. I didn't in that moment, I still didn't believe I could heal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I, I but, you on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was like, okay, I'm going to try everything. And by at that point, I already was gluten-free. I was already, you know, doing some of the things. Um, and so I, I had kind of a place to start. It was like, okay, well, going gluten-free was the one thing in the 11 years that did help a little bit. So you know, I, and I was much like you, cause I know your story. I was unguided. I did there, you know, I don't know if there were coaches back then, but if there were, I certainly hadn't heard of, I hadn't even heard of functional medicine back then. Um, and so it was very trial and error yeah. and very slow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, yes. A hundred percent. Um, yeah. And I always say to my clients too, because we're so heavily focused on just seeing those two pink lines, but I, I think your story really highlights the importance of when you become a mom and if you're not taking care of your health and fertility is already a big warning sign that your body is suffering and is in survival mode and not in thrive mode, yes. it's not going to get better. You know, pregnancy is a huge, um, I don't want to say burden, but like yeah, it's, it's a stressor on the body. Big impact. As is motherhood. Yes. <laughs> really. Yes. And um, you know, the issues that you're dealing with now, they're just not going to magically go away. If anything, you have a higher percentage of them getting worse and then ending up in a situation like you where you're unable to even do the small things with your children or you know, maybe even get to the point of like, well. I'll be lucky to live till I'm 50. Absolutely. And, and rewind further. I was thinking about this, knowing we were going to hop on together today. Um, I'm so blessed to have those three children and um, did some very kind of mild fertility, you know, but, but it wasn't easy for me to get pregnant either. Um, there were interventions used all three times 
And my first pregnancy after really actively trying for over a year, um, my first pregnancy ended up being ectopic. And so um, those were signs, but of course I didn't know it back then. Um, but there's a resilience that's required to carry and raise a child um, that we, we need to be taking care of ourselves. And it's the oxygen mask on us first yeah. deal yeah. is the real deal. Yeah, exactly. So we've both been through a long journey, which now we're helping people not, not have to go through. Um, and obviously ups and downs, it was never linear. And I would even say now it's still not. Um, but I think we both got to this place of maybe the last thing that we did and tapping in. I know my community always hears about it from me, but the mindset piece, yes. the transition from heavily focusing on all things physical to getting to a point where it's not working, or maybe you don't feel like you have that emotional feeling you thought you were going to get, you know, even let's say if you did get pregnant um, and you're still listening to this, or maybe you're dealing with secondary infertility and, and you're kind of still feeling like this missing piece what for you in your journey? Cause I know it's easier to look at other people's journeys, <laughs> <laughs> but where do you think in your long journey that it, it was very an aha for you? Like, okay, this is much more important than maybe even the diet, you know, or as important. Um, I'll give it an as well, at least I realized my aha moment was it, it, the as important. Um, my, <laughs> coaching experience is that that you know I know we're going to get into it a little bit but this is what I now start with with my clients um so when I made that decision of like I will try everything and I you know didn't really didn't know where to start other than food um luckily I found some podcasts which is why I have a podcast and you have a podcast right we do what worked for us and, and where we just can access some information. Um, and I, I struck upon the bulletproof diet, which was Dave Asprey's actually it was his book, um, was the first thing. And it, it, I really got really good results with it. And so I became a big fan of his podcast and pretty quickly in that part of my journey, heard a podcast that he did with Emily Fletcher, who's the founder of Ziva Meditation and joined her program and started meditating twice a day. Oh my gosh. Like I, I couldn't believe it. I, my sleep was better. My pain was better. My energy was better. I wasn't somebody who to others presented as you know extremely stressed and I laugh because I, I hear it all the time my clients will you know I here I was living with chronic illness and we're talking about um you know handicap placards and not being able to work and I'm like oh, I'm not stressed you know I was that person I, I meet her all the time um and what I noticed really pretty quickly was in addition to all of the things like I never thought I would wake up with energy again ever I could sleep 13 hours and wake up exhausted. And so that fatigue veil started to lift and the brain fog started to lift. And the best was same daughter 
would say to me, it was, a, I was supposed to meditate twice a day. And if I missed that afternoon meditation two days in a row, she would say, you know, I'll drive and you can meditate. Or <laughs> do you need a few minutes to go meditate? <laughs> um, so it was noticeable. I mean, it was totally life-changing. Um, and I will say with the caveat, not everybody has to meditate to heal. That was, that's actually not where I'm going, but it was, it was the beginning of understanding there was more to it than, you know, what I was putting in my body or how I was moving my body, you know, all the other things that, that we need to work on as well. Um, that like, wow, there's something, some important connection here with the mind, um, and what I, what I see now, and I always say again, you know, it's, it's amazing. Clearly I'm supposed to be doing this, why I could fumble around in the dark and slowly piece stuff together and actually heal. Um, because I wasn't doing mindset work in the beginning of my healing. And as I mentioned before, I didn't really think I could heal. Yeah. Um, and so that's where we start now it is, and it's part of this desire to shorten the journey, right? Like, let's get those powerful pieces together first. Um, my journey took a long time. Your journey took a long time. And we're both passionate about helping people, you know, get to their destination quicker. Mm -hmm. Um, and the reality is what you're what thoughts you have, whether you're aware of them or not, your body hears them. Mm -hmm. And so I, what I love is I, you know, I always say it takes a long time to unwind those habits and patterns. And, and most of the time, those thoughts are not nice. I mean, mm -hmm. we, I, you know, everybody has that mean voice. And, but I always say, you know, the beauty is we can still tip the scales quickly by adding in that positive and it becomes that two-way street. Like all of a sudden you can shift your beliefs and you will heal so much faster. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And um, I, I think what, there was no big aha in my, in my journey, because I have to be honest, I didn't do a lot of um, hardcore mindset work to get and stay pregnant. I, I mine was very physical, um, but I did shift up some words and um started you know relaxing <laughs> <laughs> um and you know doing a little bit of meditation and yoga definitely was a huge huge part of that but um I do know now <laughs> with my coaching is um and I can look back with hindsight at my journey of like when I started to commit more to the physical things it was because I believed more in myself. So my yes. self-love, my self-worth. Yes. Um, and it kind of shifted um a, you know, like why couldn't I not have a glass of wine? Like what what is really going on? Like, okay, there's a right. bit of habit, there's a bit of social, but why don't I love my body enough just not to do it? And that right. was like a really hard slap in the face for me. And I think for a lot of women, because I didn't know how insecure or how much I didn't love myself or how unworthy I felt of all these things. 
And that was contributing to the issue and contributing not to be able to do the physical stuff. So I see that with my clients now. I mean, there's enough information on the internet to, you know, get really good with diet and, um, you know, the get rid of the toxins and what supplementation you need and stuff. And so they're still coming to me, like even after seeing doctors and IVF specialists and holistic doctors and all that. And they're just like, you know, what's going on? And so when we tap into it, I'm like, that's your mindset. Yeah. And that is such a big piece um, is this self-love, self-worth. You know, we, again, that information's out there. Everybody knows, like we know in our heads, like I should love myself. I don't know what that feels like. I don't know how to do that. Um, and that does lead exactly to, I can't stick with this eating plan, exercise route, whatever, fill in the blank that I know I need to do to heal. And it, it becomes the, because I'm not worth it. And I hear it all the time. I know, you know, listeners are, are listening directly because of fertility issues. But again, it's, it's the same when you're, once you're pregnant or once you have a child, it's the same thing. Mom, mothers tend to use, they back burner themselves mm-hmm. and use the, the kids as the excuse. And, and it's like, well, what would you want your daughter to do? Right. And that's the like magic, <laughs> um, that's how we can start connecting in with why would you show yourself less, less love mm-hmm. than somebody else you love or kindness. Yeah. yeah. It's huge. It's underneath every single, every single, I think chronic physical struggle, illness, infertility, all of it. There's a component of that. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I think too, even for people who um, maybe are like, no, but that's not me or no, that's not an issue. It's really about being um, open and curious um, to possibilities. And um, I think that's probably the hardest bit, right? It's really like stepping in in front of your classroom, fully naked (laughs) fear, right? Of like, oh, do I have to go there? And then once you start yes, going you there, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. yeah. And I think too, I mean, this is what I say to people, like, okay, this might not be your missing link and you might not have to do it to get and stay pregnant. But what I can confidently say to you is that your children are going to be reflections and they are going to trigger the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really like my journey and how I am super confident in it, even though I started this journey and I was doing stuff and, you know, I became a mom of two young boys quite quickly after years of never having a children. And then all like my health just declined because yeah. I wasn't putting myself first or I started this business. So I was overworking because, wow, my, my worth is wrapped up in that. And then it was just like, okay, I'm aware enough to know that I don't feel healthy right now. I have everything I've ever wanted and I still don't, I'm still, I I wouldn't say happy. I was always happy, but I always had this like heaviness on me. And it was like, what is this? This is crazy. And um, it's just super important for a healing journey because I think most people listening to this podcast and your podcast 
you're on the journey already, right? You're already right. sucked in. You took sure. the red pill. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, would say that just keep going with it because it yeah. just brings you to a different um, area that you didn't even know was possible. And as the journey continues, I mean, this is an active process that we all want. Once we really get that aha moment of like, oh, you know, that work is important. It's not like, oh, I did the mindset work and I'm good now for the rest of my life. I mean, you mentioned, you know, kids being put on earth to trigger you, <laughs> our <laughs> children or people, right? Are we All relationships yeah. where we call in, you know, anything that's not resolved, you will get an opportunity in life. <laughs> it will be triggered by somebody or brought up in some way, sometimes over and over again. Until um, you listen. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> until you figure it out. And so it is this ongoing process. And I love that you mentioned it is, it's the growth, the healing, none of it's linear. It, yeah. It's just not. And um, I remember last year getting a really nasty virus um, and having this really bizarre post-viral response. Um, and it was just all of my old symptoms that have been gone for years came back. And it was such an opportunity. I mean, and then I had imposter. I'm here telling people how to heal. And all of a sudden I had pain again. And oh my gosh, you know, what am I doing? What, you know, and it was like, okay, <laughs> pause <laughs> like you here's some stuff you can work on and yeah. some mindset areas that you need to to shift and grow um and you know the beauty is those opportunities doing what I do and what you do always becomes for others right it's like okay wait a minute no I'm not that important how can this benefit everybody we're and I am that important <laughs> to no, do my work on myself yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, the beauty of having my coaching business is every time I go through one of those growth opportunities, it ends up serving my clients. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, um, and sometimes you have to like pull yourself back of like, okay, stop like overloading people because it <laughs> does become this rapid, um, transformation, especially when you really tap into that subconscious mind and you find a modality that can really push you forward. It just is like all the heaviness of um, growth and diet change and all that kind of stuff, just it gets easier. You still have to do it. Like, you know, right. I am definitely, I'm just in delusion right now and I'm I'm definitely going down Bruce Lipton and Dr. Joe Dispenza and all that of like your mind can heal your body right like bro your thyroid back whatever I'm there I'm you know I'm, I'm tapping into that but during the time before you get there right. you you still have to keep up those practices so I still have to eat a certain way because the right. nightshades still affect me right. and even um there was a we went to the same Mindshare conference. We saw Dr. Joe Dispenza uh, speak. And I don't know if there was someone in the crowd or someone on his video screen. I think it was someone in the crowd that she went to a, one of his conferences. And she said this woman had this miraculous healing journey. But something happened and her belief system was rocked and everything came back. 
right? Yeah. So I don't want people to think like, oh, I just do A, B, and C, and then forever, I'm not going to have to do anything again. Right. And I think sometimes they're sold that because that's capitalist society, right? Here, the next 30 days, this is going to make you well, lose weight forever. <laughs> so if it if it sounds too good to be true, it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, really, because even with the miraculous healing and the body can heal and it can heal stuff that we don't even think it can heal. Yeah. Um, but you're right. It, it's, we still have to look at how we got there, right? Yeah. It, we still got there, you know? And so for me, people say that to me all the time. Oh, you mean, you know, you don't cheat, you never eat gluten. And I'm like, no, you knew how sick I got when I ate gluten. <laughs> like you wouldn't even ask me that. <laughs> it's not hard for me not to eat gluten. Exactly. Yeah. Cause I'm going scuba diving next month. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, <laughs> Um, so it, but you're right. We do. The mindset is so important. Um, but it, it is, none of it is in isolation. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah. And it's really just keeping that practice up. Right. And it's, it's a muscle. It's, you got to keep using it in the correct way that you want it to function. So it's just like, you got to think of it as a physical it is a physical part of your body, but I know we can't see it and we don't necessarily do strength training for our brain, right? We weren't taught that as a society that, you know, our kids could totally benefit with an hour's worth of deep breathing and calm music, and, you know, yes. things like that to teach them, okay, when you're up here, when you're at this level, this is the practice you can do to bring yourself back down. Um so it's a skill that you have these tools in your tool belt. And when life happens, when shit happens, you bring them out and you can start dealing with, you know, the hardships of life. Um, you know, like my journey, it wasn't like, oh, I, I got on the diet, I got the mindset and then I never had anything happen. I still suffered right. miscarriages. I still had failed IVFs. You know, I still had horrendous, really emergency births, you know, like things just didn't go according to my as plan plan yeah but I didn't look at those things as like hardships of like oh woe's me I can't believe that didn't work out for me I just started going okay let's take this you know like my first pregnancy was my first miscarriage it was the first time I had evidence my body could get pregnant yes and even though it was devastating I had to look at that situation with hope yeah. because that was gonna drive me to keep going, to do, to get to really where I wanted to go. And, and that was a choice you made. Yeah. And that's the, the, we tend to identify, especially when we're, we have anything, you know, fertility challenges, autoimmunity, both, because <laughs> there's such an overlap. We're so linked. Um, but but any anything that puts us into to this kind of chronic category with with Western medicine, we get a diagnosis, and and one of the things that I'd love to just kind of drive home with listeners is is this idea of and this is mindset. It's all mindset. Stop identifying as someone who fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. Right. You are not your infertility. You're not your fertility struggles. You're not your autoimmunity. You're, you're not your diagnosis. And 
I love it when people come to me and they're like, you know, well, could we work together? I don't have a diagnosis. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> we don't have to undo, you know, undo that. Yeah. Um, but you, you made the conscious choice. Like it takes a, a conscious choice to move forward. You know, you could have, and I see it all the time. I'm sure you do too. We can get stuck in the bad stuff that happens and wrap ourselves in that, like a cloak. And that's our identity. Or you can say, okay, look, I got pregnant. I'm crushed. I'm heartbroken. I'm all the things that didn't work, but I got pregnant. Maybe I can get pregnant again. Yeah. Let's look forward and take that as, um, and, and I see it all the time. And there are sometimes we get stuck and we're just too comfortable there to, to change. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and so we have that power. And you don't have to fully believe in your outcome to, to make, start to make that mindset shift and just take a step. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's like being there for yourself, knowing that these times are hard and difficult and giving yourself that grace. But like you say, not wrapping ourselves up and spending um, months and months and years and years, right? Um, uh, you know, definitely take the time to heal and grieve and all those things. But, um, I, I think that's what got me through, you know, over half a decade of infertility. People, you know, ask me all the time, how'd you do it? (laughs) And I was like, I guess I just, once I stopped hyper-focusing on, um, the negative and I, you know, like I said before, changed up words like, if I get pregnant to when I get pregnant, yes, those are just small game changers. You don't have to be the yoga guru, you know, like you, like you don't have to do those things right away. You eventually might want to get there. Yeah. It's (laughs) it's really the small things start to really add up and that's the message. Right. And we are going to stop that recording right there because we just had a great time talking and just continued on. So tune in next week for the second half. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Finding Fertility podcast. If you're loving this podcast, please leave us a rating and review and let us know how this podcast is supporting you to get steps closer to creating your dream family. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Friday for another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast.